0: now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades with the idea of making sure you're completely covered and you do so at the best price. Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Customer service means everything to them. They are terrific people that, by the way, also happen to be great professionals. It's a great combination. And I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And uh, once again, we have... Chris Elio here today to talk about the
1: Jets. Indeed you do. No, not about the Jets. What a tremendous weekend of football, though, huh? That was a great playoff round.
0: It was a great playoff round, but let's be honest about it. Right now in these parts, where I am right now, it is basketball that people are talking about. Because that game on Saturday... Was one of those games where uh, you know it's not a playoff game or anything like that, but you want to talk about a game that was a quote great game. Saturday's game at the Palestra was a flat-out great game. Well, uh, Iowa played really well. Penn State played really well. The game was well officiated. Okay. And it turned out to be an 89 86 game where Penn State was down by seven with nine and a half to go, down by six with six and a half to go. And it goes back to what Dick Girardi and I talked about in the first half. Being on, I think anybody in the building, and especially being on the floor, you could tell how hot it was in that building. It was hot. Uh, I believe someone told me later the temperature on the floor was over 80 degrees, and it wasn't just Garza that I was looking at. You know, Patrick talked about Garza tired at the end. The guy I kept looking at was Creener. Creener hit nine for had was nine for nine in the Kennesaw game, which is fine. Chris, you probably could go five for nine against
1: Kennesaw. I think I did right. actually.
0: Okay. But he hit his first three shots in the first half and two threes and a two, and he had eight points. Well, as the second half went, Fran McCaffrey played him more and more and more. C.J. Frederick had turned an ankle, so he played him more and more and more. Well, because he was playing him more and more and more, he's not used to playing more more and more. He's one of those 15- to 20-minute guys. He's not a 30-minute guy. And when you're a 30-minute, suddenly you're forced to play 30 minutes in intense heat. And there was so much heat in that building. It was over 80 degrees on the floor. It was that hot. that in the This is in the first half we talked about this, that we felt that depth was going to be a major factor, and in the last five to seven minutes, Penn State had the ability, we thought, to wear them down. And Penn State, in the last five to seven minutes, wore them down. Penn State outscored them 26-16, to 16, and that includes a three at the buzzer. So essentially 26-13, to because, I mean, the three was at the buzzer with the ball in the air to make it 89-86. But you outscored them 26-16, essentially 26-13, the last six minutes of the game. Because they wore them, they, they ran them out of gas. Penn State's depth and the, Penn State's bench outscored its starters, a rarity, because all of the analytics will tell you Penn State's starting lineup is their best lineup. All the analytics tell you that. But in this case, the play of Isaiah Brockington, who had 23 points, which included, by the way, no threes. He didn't hit a 3, scored 23 points. Curtis Jones, it's amazing how in the bigger moments this year, the bigger when you really needed a lift from a guard off the bench, Curtis Jones has been that guy. He was the guy against Syracuse in the Barclays Center that in the second half lit it up. He was the guy against Alabama in a tight game. That lit it up. He had 18 in that game. He comes off the bench in this game, and with all the talk about Brockington's 23, and for Zay, it was justified. Zay, to his credit, plays like a guy that thinks his scholarship is on the line every practice. And, but Curtis Jones had 16 points in that game. 16. And they need it. And John Harrow didn't score a point but grabbed six rebounds because Mike Watkins, I mean, Garza is just... Garza is a perfect example of a college player who every year gets better. Two years ago, if you were to say to me two years ago, this will be a guy that scores 44 against Michigan. Dick and I would have looked at you like you had eight eyeballs. What? But then as the season went his freshman year he got a little bit better. Then last year, you watch Gars on tape, boy, that's a better player than the year before. He's, you know, you know, he's he's pretty good. And then you look at him on tape this year, he looks like he's a candidate not just for first big first-team ball Big Ten, but he looks like he could push Lamar or Cassius Winston for Big Ten Player of the Year. His footwork is exemplary in the post, exemplary footwork. Usually you can do a scouting report on a player, and you'll say, okay, watch out, he's left shoulder, he's left shoulder. Now, left shoulder means that he's somebody that is a right-handed player and thus goes left, shoots right-handed. Garza, you can't do that, Scotty Report. He was he is equally adept of going left, right, has a mid range game, can step out and hit a three, and he has the ability to score in tight windows, which is so impressive. There were a couple times where he was under the backboard. I don't mean under the basket, under the backboard, and still found a way in a tight window to score. I was so impressed by him. Whee's camp. I've always been a big Camp guy to begin with. In the season and a half, I watched him, boy, I said, that kid can play. And I've always felt that. I always felt like it, you know, I always thought he was a good clutch player, too. He played really well. But the key was Penn State then shut everybody else down. I'll, I'll say this, Tucson played better, too, than I thought he was going to play. So Garza played the way I thought he would play. Wieskamp played the way I thought he would play. Tucson played better than I thought he would play. I just thought if they could get all handle on Creener, they were going to be fine. And they did. Creener didn't score a point in the second half. Uh, Pat went to the small lineup in the first half, which was a brilliant move, because uh, Iowa couldn't handle it. And Penn they got an eight-point lead with the, with the small lineup in there, the quick lineup. The only negative to the quick lineup is that you do have to take Lamar Stevens, and you do have to play him uh, against Garza. And he picked up, you know, that's the one area you're worried about. Would he pick up another foul playing against Garza? And he he finally did. All right, so that hurt. And because he picked up that fourth foul in the... Um, because he picked up the fourth foul, what, 12 minutes to go, something like that, 11.45 to go. It prevented Pat from going back to that lineup in the second half because that was something we talked about half that Pat was going to go to that lineup at some point and he could pick a spot with it as to when he could go to it. And we felt that would be a turning point, and he never could get to it because he couldn't put Lamar back in to do it. And I thought Pat coached a brilliant game personnel-wise. How he handled Mike Watkins, how he handled Lamar Stevens' foul trouble. Dave Revson and I had a talk before the game. It was during shoot-around in the morning. And he said, you know, and it's, you know, Dave's, you know, Dave's in a spot where he's talking to Gary Dolphin of Iowa or Paul Keels of Ohio State or me. You try to get a better feel for the team you're about to watch from somebody who sees them every day. So he he said, Steve, what's been the big difference with this team? And I said, Dave, the big difference has been if one or two guys aren't quite there in a given day. In the past, Penn State would have been in deep trouble. Now if one or two guys aren't there in a given day, they've got one or two other guys that actually are there on that day and can pick them up. Mike got into foul trouble. Lamar got into foul trouble. Penn State had Isaiah Brockington. They had Curtis Jones. It, they had Seth Lundy. They had John Herra. It made a huge difference. It just made a huge difference. The Penn State bench scored 46 points. The starters scored 43. And the, by the way, the 43, remember, it wasn't if Lamar... Despite the foul trouble, he still had 16 points. And then they closed. They closed. They took the lead 81 79 on the dunk by Mike Watkins. And then the last six points that Penn State scored, I think Lamar scored again to get them to 83. The last six points were all free throws by Miles Dredd. They closed. And in a game where stops seem to be precious and few, Penn State found a couple down the stretch, in part because Iowa got tired. Penn State ran them out of gas. So Penn State is 20 in both polls that have been released, uh, 17 in the net. And because this is college basketball, you can't jump up and down for a week. You got Rutgers next. And Rutgers is 11-3. Steve Peichel has done a fabulous job with Rutgers. Miles Johnson in the middle coming off an 18-14 at Nebraska. Caleb McConnell didn't miss a shot at Nebraska, literally had 20. Yaboa, the transfer from Stony Brook, has played well. Jacob Young has been up and down the transfer from Texas, but he's coming off a 16-point game at Nebraska where he played very well. And the Rutgers defense has been outstanding. I believe they have held 10 of their 14 opponents under 40% from the field. And they have not lost at home this year. And the game tomorrow night is a sellout. We will take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. So in the playoffs,
1: sounds to me like Jimmy the Greek here didn't have a good day. No, your your uh, your resident degenerate gambler uh, is a little light in the wallet today. <laughs> Trying to predict those games uh, this weekend were it was rough. It was rough. I won I won on the Texans only because the point spread was three and a half, and I won the under on that. But other than that, every other game was just a nightmare.
0: You want to know how much money I lost this weekend? Oh, stop!
1: I know you're not a you're Steve Jones. You don't need to gamble. (laughs) I need to make ends meet.
0: (laughs) I lost zero.
1: (laughs) I'm a a guy. I'm a guy on the ground, man. I need to make ends meet. I, 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 I once again for the. 10,000th weekend in a row.
0: Wagered zero.
1: And end up yeah. losing zero. <laughs> no, I do it for fun, really. It's not, it doesn't affect my life at all. It's really. Uh, I, I, put, I put $50 into the uh, one of the apps that's available, and I've made a tremendous amount of money, and now I just play off of that. So, um, you know, all the degenerate gambler stuff aside, um, I'm not actually hurting. But, yeah, it is frustrating trying to pick. The NFL has been a real crapshoot this year. It's been a legitimate crapshoot this year.
0: Normally, if you pick the home teams usually in pretty good shape in the playoffs. This time, road teams won three of the four games.
1: Well, here's the interesting statistic. It's the second year in a row that's happened. That three yep. out of four of the road teams won. Yep. But two of them were in overtime. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And Tom Brady might be done. I think that was a rough way to go out, but... Uh, to be honest with you, I don't... It's To me, it,
0: I maintain that even though I know that his skills are... I'd say eighty-five percent of where they were in his prime. Yeah. Okay. His biggest problem is not him. His biggest problem is that I don't think they gave him enough personnel.
1: Oh, him to win. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you put Kronk I, I, on that field last uh, on Saturday, they win that game. Well, in other words, if,
0: if say for example Antonio Brown stays with them, let's say he stays there. Uh, I've got a feeling just by having that and the balance of Edelman on the other side solves a lot of issues Sure. for them. Now, you're not going to keep Antonio Brown. You're not going to. I mean, you can't.
1: Right, especially the way Uh, he was acting. No way.
0: I'm just saying talent-wise, the pure talent of somebody like that, like a Randy Moss when they had Randy Moss. It makes a big difference. The offensive line for him was good, not great. I think losing Andrews at center didn't help. I think Karras is not a bad player. But that didn't help. They didn't have enough of a running
1: game. That didn't help. Yeah, it clearly wasn't him. The defense was exposed later in the year as they went on. Later later in the year. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. uh, I mean,
0: so uh, now is he in his prime? No. No. Does he make mistakes? Yeah. Does he still have the arm to get the ball deep downfield in a play? Not the way he used to.
1: Fact is, he's still a top-ten quarterback, and I'd take him on my team.
0: But he's not – to me, his play is not the issue. I think it's the parts around him. If he had better
1: parts around him and the same result happened – then I would, I would squarely look at him. Hey, Drew Brees might have to look at his own mortality in this league. I mean, he was the re- – well, in my opinion, he's the reason they lost that game.
0: But, again, it's his, it, that's his injury. I mean, his ability to grip the ball because of that thumb injury I think ended up playing a role for them in that game, and he, even down the stretch. They're not a turnover pro team, but he couldn't grip the ball. Yeah. To throw the deep ball the way you wanted to, or to grip the ball when getting hit.
1: Well, maybe it's Peyton's fault. Maybe Purgewater should have been in.
0: Nah, it's, uh, he gives you the best chance to win. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to Purdy Insurance. Com. Purdy's have served the valley for decades. They find you the right insurance. They do everything they can with price comparison to get you the absolute best price because you know, they know your budget's important. And if there ever is a claim, they go to work as if it happened to them because customer service means everything. What's really cool about Purdy Insurance is that when you get to know the people, you're like, wow, these are great people. And you know what's really great when you're dealing with great people, who are also great professionals. That's the Purdy Insurance staff right there. Great people who are great professionals. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. I'm in the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I'm we'll talking Penn State basketball. The great win Saturday. And, oh, by the way, uh, you can celebrate it all you want. you got another game tomorrow night. It's on the road at Rutgers at 7. Rutgers has played terrific basketball. They're 11-3. and Great win over Seton Hall. And that we're on at 6.30 tomorrow. We'll have Bucknell basketball coach Nathan Davis on. They're 2-0 to start the Patriot. be great to talk with him at 4.06 today. And the NFL playoffs where the resident gambler, Yes, Uh, took a bath over the weekend. He
1: sure did. He sure did.
0: (laughs) Uh, It was was ugly. Tua Tunga Viola has opted for the draft. If I am the Dolphins with the fifth overall pick, regardless of... uh, uh, Even if it means he has to sit part of next season, because I don't know if he'll be healthy. I, I can't tell if he'll be healthy enough to even play. I mean, you're talking about a hip.
1: Yeah, who knows?
0: Uh but it'd be worth it to me investment wise that at some point he's my starting quarterback to pick him.
1: But do his injuries scare you? Well, I it
0: would everything for me would be on the medical staff. Everything for me. If I get a good report from the medical staff on two areas on the hip and on both ankles. Yep. Okay. If I get a good report from the medical staff from about that Regardless of when they think he can be back full full strength, I take him. If I'm the Dolphins,
1: well, what other, uh, what other quarterbacks are in now, this draft?
0: Well, Joe Burrow would be first. He'd okay. go. He'd go. He'd go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, and he fits perfectly. Now, in. now at that point, the question will be, who might trade up? The Dolphins do have three first round picks. Who might trade up? You have to worry about that. And then the team's in front of you. Detroit's in front of you. Well, with Matthew Stafford, who still has mm. four years going in his contract, okay, I still feel comfortable if I'm Detroit in having a veteran quarterback that's done some good things for me running the show. So I'm okay there. And I think Matt Patricia feels he's got to win now anyway. All right. The Giants are not going to because Dave Gettleman is still the general manager and there's no way he's going to admit defeat on Daniel Jones one year later.
1: Right. And, and he's given you no reason to either. Daniel Jones has shown that he looks like he could be a franchise quarterback. So,
0: well, he I think started out pretty well, and I felt like he plateaued the rest of the way.
1: But you could wait one more year for uh, Trevor oh, Lawrence. Yeah. You know, right.
0: right? I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just no, I'm just explaining though. They're not sure. going to. I'm sure. explaining why people aren't. I agree. Uh, Washington has to make has to make a decision on Dwayne Haskins because you're going to have a new GM making the pick. Mm. And um, then at that point, you're Miami. And everything to me depends on what my medical. Because, look, if you're going to make an investment like this, it has to be a head to toe evaluation. So you got to check out the hip, healing process, rehab process, and both those ankles. Because each one, he has sustained high ankle sprains in each one the last two years. So I just, I, I, Got to make sure this is a huge investment. And then you go from there. Uh, Jerry Judy's already declared for the draft. C.D. Lamb's declared for the draft. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones of Michigan declared, but Nico Collins says he's staying. He's staying. So we'll see how this plays out. So uh, it's a lot of time between now and April 23rd and I'm sure you'll be able to wager on draft order.
1: <laughs> well, and as far as um as far as <laughs> as far as trading up though, um does Jacksonville look for a quarterback?
0: I don't know. Depends on what they think of Nick Foles.
1: Right. Um, Which does. now brings... A, and now the L.A. Chargers... Okay. The, the L.A. Chargers are going to look for a quarterback, but it has them list, listed in, in the projections, anyway, according to the sporting news, that they'll pick uh, the kid out of Oregon, Justin Herbert. So... Uh,
0: that may be because of where they fall. In the. In the it, you have to wonder who trades up.
1: That's what I'm saying. They may trade up. I, it's very possible.
0: I, and then Herbert's interesting.
1: Yeah, he um, is. Because I, I don't know what to make so of him.
0: Nobody does. Uh... Nobody does. So the suit brought up a point with you about investing more in backup quarterbacks. Yes. While an adorable point, <laughs> always remember that if you're good enough to fill that role, you should be starting for somebody else.
1: Well, possibly. I mean, the yeah, we went through this when we were talking about Colin Kaepernick, and let's look at the teams that we're dealing with here. I, I'm talking about, yeah, you know, you know like we were talking I, about I, Teddy Bridgewater as the perfect example.
0: Right. And Teddy Bridgewater did a good job this year. Right? But again, the role of a backup quarterback in the NFL is this, and this is why you're a backup quarterback. Normally, Nick Foles aside based on what he did late in the year, Normally, that backup quarterback is expected to allow you to hang in for a couple games as a starter. They're they are a backup quarterback because they are not a long term solution.
1: Well, Nick Foles does not look like a starting quarterback in this league. I hate to say well, no,
0: that. No, no, no. But I'm just but hear what I'm saying though. No, absolutely. You're, you're you're expected to be somebody that can allow a team to hang in for a couple of weeks, maybe three. While the other guy, who is your starter, is healthy enough to play, the role of the backup quarterback in this league, because there are not enough quarterbacks to go around. Okay, there just aren't enough quarterbacks to go around. Right. I mean, Andy Dalton's going to have bitters.
1: But I mean, okay? he'd be a solid backup okay. quarterback. Well, like, wouldn't you Andy, like to have Andy no. Dalton as your backup? <laughs>
0: Andy Dalton's going to go someplace where Andy Dalton can start. Hey,
1: where's he going to go where he can start? There's nowhere to go.
0: <laughs> oh, there are plenty of places
1: to go. <laughs> He's not going to hey. walk in the door as a starter in most places. Maybe Jacksonville. Maybe the Chargers.
0: How about but Tampa the, Bay?
1: Oh, Tampa's interesting because I don't know what okay. they're going to do. They need to make a choice. But a cho- I think if Tampa goes a different choice, I think if Tampa goes a
0: different choice. I would say there are there are eight to ten teams in the league that wouldn't mind swapping out their quarterback
1: for Andy Dalton.
0: Are there thirty-two legitimate starting quarterbacks in the NFL?
1: No, no. That's, that's why I'm saying there's maybe less. I eight to ten though. I don't know if that. I don't know if the number is that high. I think, and I also think certain teams Uh, look at it differently. I think like if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to change quarterbacks and they're going to look to draft, they're going to be one of the teams that might trade up and try and get a Tua or or a a Herbert or someone on that caliber, uh, or wait till next year, like maybe try and loan someone for a year.
0: Most teams do not have. Most teams do not have. a, A backup quarterback that like. You know, why is he there? Um, look at, uh, Let me give you one, and I thought Ross Tucker made an excellent point the other day. And t- talking about Bruce Allen with the Redskins. Bruce Allen made a heck of a trade to get Alex Smith a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith is a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. Yep. All right? And then what happens? Right? An awful injury. Yes. Well, the Redskins have been nothing since because there is nobody that can back him. A case Keenum sort of hangs in there as a backup quarterback. Um, I mean, if Brady were to get hurt, who, you know, the Patriots don't have enough there. Brian Hoyer's knocked around this league forever with everybody. There's just a lot of journeymen that have tried to fill spots over the years. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not a starting quarterback no, in this league me.
1: anymore. I know painfully he never has been.
0: Right. <laughs> yet, yet, yet he has been the quintessential backup
1: quarterback. Right.
0: I mean, if I'm the Eagle, now see, the Eagles lost their backup quarterback. I mean, people forget Nate Sudfeld is the backup quarterback, right? But he got hurt.
1: I mean, he would have been better than McCallum, but not much.
0: But he would have given them a better shot.
1: Maybe, yeah, probably.
0: Uh, I mean, than, than a forty year old backup quarterback. Yes. I mean that you know. I mean, look, it's fourth down. No offense, but like you've been in the league seventeen years, throw the ball. Uh huh. Do something. Okay. Okay. Throw it. Okay. What's the worst could that could happen? You turn it over. Right. Well, <laughs> right. by getting sacked, what did you do? Yes. You turned it over. It's like okay. It's like you know, looking the, at strike
1: three. Right. The ball.
0: The ball may bounce. Yeah. You don't know. Uh, I found that unconscionable mm-hmm. what he did on that play. I agree, but the league does not have enough. I mean, look at the Steelers.
1: Well, that was the big example that okay? the soup brought up, obviously, because he's Duck, he's a big Steelers fan. Hodges, but yeah, awful. but
0: you don't. But Ugh. you don't have, You you have to remember you're dealing with cap space. When your starting quarterback commands that much money. You don't have enough money to go out and say, hey, we're going to get Nick Foles as our backup quarterback.
1: Well, that's what's interesting. But that's what's interesting. Like, So being a Jets fan, I look at my roster this year, and I brought up the Teddy Bridgewater thing. And, and granted, the Jets traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Saints and got two draft picks for him, which turned out to be decent players. Who Well, they may turn out to be decent players. They show a lot of potential. However... If Teddy Bridgewater was a Jet this year, and Nick falk what was, is was that? Is that what his name was? Falk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah from the from Washington State, yeah.
1: didn't just absolutely stick stink up the joint for three games after Trevor Simeon went out on a second play of his backup stint. We may be in the playoffs this year. We were to, you know you're talking about a two game swing, and yet, you know they chose to go a different route because they didn't want to pay Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Because in this this league, you're not you don't want to be paying for a backup quarterback. But instead,
1: we're paying you, Le'Veon you, Bell like a ridiculous amount of money. Who oh, wasn't understand. used?
0: Yeah, but I would I wouldn't have I wouldn't have I as a general manager never would have paid Le'Veon Bell right never, never never would have even considered it giving him that kind of money. So that's
1: why I'm wondering if the good GMs in the in the game are going to make this choice. I don't.
0: You're not going to pay top dollar for a backup. I mean, Foles. Was getting what seven million a year with the Eagles. So between Foles and Wentz, they equaled monetarily the number of a starting quarterback. Well, at some point you got to make a choice between the two, and I think they made the right right choice long term with Carson Wentz, the younger guy with great potential. You make you uh, that look down the stretch. He's the reason the Eagles got in the playoffs.
1: Sure, no, he played great. Right. He played great. Right.
0: So. The backup quarterback spot. Remember, in practice, in the NFL, the backup quarterback doesn't get it. Gets five percent of the snaps. Well, that's the next that. thing.
1: Maybe they get more. Maybe they get more reps in practice as well. Do coaches change their game plan? Do they go, nope. okay, well, let's plan for this in case this happens? Nobody
0: does that. But and the reason maybe they nobody, should. Nobody does that because you have limited time. Yeah. Remember, it's It's rough. remember. Now, now, remember, a lot of this is negotiated with the Players Association as to how much time you're allowed on the field and the hitting part. Nobody hits. Game days when they hit. They don't hit. Training yeah. camp, they don't hit much anymore. There's, so there are a lot of rules, which, by the way, a lot of the rules, um, a lot of them make sense for the safety of the game.
1: No, of course it does. Right? Of course so, it does. I mean,
0: so I'm not going to... But for whatever... A college backup quarterback, a college backup quarterback, and I do this because, obviously, I can speak to a college practice. I've been to college practices for over two decades, for God's sakes. Two, three decades I've gone to college football practices. The backup quarterback gets a lot of reps because you have more players.
1: Right, of course. You have two separate
0: teams. So when you've got a 53-man roster... That quarterback has to be the one taking the, the reps of the opposing team. When you're on a college team with 125, Taquan Roberson, Michael Michael Johnson, Michael Schuster, uh, uh, they, they, they can take all the reps they want. Uh, with the scout team, you don't have to have Will Levis taking... Will Levis didn't take a single scout team rep all year this year. Didn't take one. Last year... Last year the reps were all taken by Trace McSorley, Tommy Stevens, and Sean Clifford. Will Levis took all the scout team reps last year. He didn't take a single scout team rep this year. Didn't have to. In college, you don't have to worry about that. But in the pros, with a 53-man roster, you do. Right. And so it becomes that's where it becomes very problematic in terms of the numbers you work with. There just are not enough. NFL quality quarterbacks out there well, that's, playing the game. That and sense. that and that's why, you know, you should invest in a quality backup quarterback. Well when Vinny Testaverde was at the end of his career, he was that kind of guy. But you can only be with one team. So there aren't thirty two Vinny Testaverdes out there. There aren't 32 Ryan Fitzpatrick's out there. Because Fitzpatrick ended up being the starter for the Dolphins. But he wasn't there to be the starter. He was no. there to be the stopgap.
1: Well, I think what you're going to see like in the next year, I think you're going to see an Andy Dalton land in a, a backup spot. I think you're going to see an e- possibly Eli right. Manning even land in a backup spot if they want I to think, stay in this league.
0: I think Eli Manning may retire. I'm just, it's only a guess.
1: Probably. I mean, it, its probably, um, he's going to retire a giant, and why would he even mess with his record at this point? I mean, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. Get him in there. Well, so.
0: love of the game. I mean, you know, love of the game. You still want to be around it, or else you get to a point saying, yeah, maybe I've, enough's enough. I mean, it, that's thats going to be up to him. Dalton is going to be looking around and saying, look, I can, you know, he and his agent are going to look someplace where he can start. Hey, yeah. Well, where is that?
1: I mean, it could be I my mean, it could be Miami because as as Tua is, is rehabbing or learning how to play in the NFL or whatever,
0: or, or no, it could be a variety of places. Do you okay? Maybe you go someplace with the idea you are going to be the backup with the door being open. Sure. Uh, I go to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to Arizona. I mm-hmm. go to I don't think that's happened. Jacksonville, I, or you know, I go to T- I go to Tampa Bay. I mean, some place where the door might be open for you. Maybe I go to Washington.
1: I'll tell you what. I was looking through the list of uh, the draft order, and this is a team that he could go to. It's weird to see the Las Vegas Raiders, man. <laughs> it's just—I thought I was looking at the wrong list, like the World League or well, something. Well, <laughs> I mean, and,
0: and, may, and may, maybe you, maybe you go to the
1: Raiders. Maybe
0: wasn't like the, wasn't that. Wasn't like the name? Of the, wasn't like the name of the Raiders didn't come up when sure. uh, Tom Brady's name came up? So the Chargers. Mm. So mm. the Chargers. I mean, they're you know they're this league right now has in my opinion 24 legitimate NFL level starting quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I think we differ on opinion on that because you had said that Sam Darnold's not NFL caliber in your eyes. So <laughs> so you had no, said No,
0: no, I I didn't say that. I didn't no, I didn't say that. Sam Darnold would be in one of my 24.
1: Oh, okay. Right,
0: but he is not yet he is not yet to the level of being one of the top 15 guys where oh, now he's yeah. the swing guy that gets you to the playoffs. True. True. Okay, he's not he's not a swing guy that gets you to the playoffs. He's not Carson Wentz yet. Uh I know Wentz is only quarterback a quarter and a half of a playoff game, but <laughs> Car like, no, but Carson Wentz did for the Eagles the year they won the Super Bowl, what Phil Sims did for the Giants in nineteen ninety when Jeff Hostetler finished the season. Sure. Okay, the the Giants were an eleven and one team when Phil Sims got hurt. Just like the Eagles, and Wentz was a MVP candidate when he got hurt and Foles took over. So what the Eagles did in 17 was really what the Giants did in 90 with the starting quarterback. So I know Wentz is that kind of quarterback. Darnold's not there yet, but he needs better people around him. I think Darnold's been working with a a stacked deck against him offensively. He needs another wide out. He needs a he needs two more offensive linemen. So sure. he needs some time to make some plays. Hey, I got to take a break. Back yep. with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. All right, 20th ranked Didney Lion. Basketball team plays at Rutgers tomorrow at seven. I'm beginning at six thirty. And then Bucknell will be at home with Navy at Soika Wednesday night at seven. And then American, 2 o'clock at Soika on Saturday. We will talk with Nathan Davis in the next half hour about Bucknell, what he likes about his team so far. And again, you'll hear all Bucknell games on Eagle 107 with the outstanding Doug Birdsong. One of the best in the game. And Doug is, he sure is, Doug is tremendous. Doesn't get any better than Doug. despite what the guy in the corner office says
1: who, who says that
0: well <laughs> you do know the guy in the corner office thinks he's the greatest <laughs> play-by-play guy since you know since Kirk Gowdy
1: I do it dead on impression but I'll'll I'll spare it <laughs>
0: We love the suities. Doug is outstanding, though. Big, big Doug fan right here.